Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. On today's episode, we will talk about a poem I wrote called The Perfect, Not-So-Perfect Guy. I'll talk about the messages and the story and the lessons behind it. Here we go. I want a love that is not selfless, but selfish. I need a love that loves itself first because only then can it love me. I need a love from a man whose love has boundaries. He is not bound by the validation he receives from me. His happiness withstands codependency. You see, he is happy with or without me. I want a love that is healing. Constantly on a journey to recovery, rediscovering, restructuring its mold to grow into someone who unfolds curiosity. I want a love that challenges me. And not in the way where you had a bad day and you were persuaded to take it out on us. But I want a love that pushes me to the depths of discovery. A love that provokes thoughts, asking me the why behind my actions the trauma behind my tragedy, the who behind my hurts, a love that truly gets to know me beyond my favorite color is green. I want a love that longs to see how I handle conflicts because he's curious about my coping skills. I want a love that kills hate with kindness. I want a man that is kind, a love that is challenged by me and appreciates the push and tug but does not play tug or war with egos. He puts down his pride and picks up humility. His responsibility does not turn to shame because he knows he is not his actions, but his word is his bond and his mistakes are just another opportunity to grow. He upholds integrity like he knows his worth. He is confident, but not conceited. He sets boundaries and not blame. He respects boundaries and not shame. And when I say his name, I can place it in front of everything named in the Bible verse of what love is. Because he is not envious or boastful, proud or dishonorable, self-seeking or quick to anger. He is so many things, but one thing he is is healing. He is not perfect, but growing, not all knowing, but learning. He is trying. The perfect, not so perfect guy. So y'all, this poem is something I wrote after I encountered a guy that really showed me who I was. When I met him, I was on my self-healing journey and I had just come into the realization that I was codependent. I remember sitting in on my internship one day and talking about it during group therapy. And when my supervisor mentioned that codependency is seeking validation outside of oneself, 
I was like, I don't, I don't need, you know, validation outside of myself. Like, that's not me. But then when she went deeper and gave an example and said that this could mean you do something for someone and they aren't grateful, so it bothers you. Or you always need to be understood. Or you're always trying to help or fix people. Or you do actions because you're trying to protect someone else. Maybe you don't say a certain thing or you dress a certain way because you're afraid of how people will see you or you're trying to control the narrative and control how people view you. And that is codependency because you're getting that validation outside of yourself. You're wearing your hair a certain way or wearing a certain type of attire because you want to be perceived a certain way, meaning that if others see you this way, then that is who you are. So if I choose to dress in a smart, casual attire or I want to dress nice because I want people to think that I have money, I am seeking validation outside of myself. Because their opinion of me is what matters. When in reality, only my opinion should matter. I can have a million dollars and dress like a bum. And just because people think I'm a bum based off what I dress, that's their business. It has nothing to do with me. And it took me a while to get to that realization. But it definitely festered over into this relationship with this guy. Because I started finding myself walking on eggshells with him. Whenever I would want to voice my opinion or, you know, tell him, like, there was something that you did that hurt my feelings or bothered me, I would notice that he would get angry. And he would start to tell me it was my fault or he did this or he was justified in his action based off something I did. And I would notice that the conversation with become a lot longer than I wanted it to and I would always leave that conversation feeling like man I shouldn't have brought it up or wow I complained too much but I was dealing with a person who was insecure and not sure of himself so he was projecting those feelings onto me and because I wasn't secure in myself it was working so this was a codependent relationship where I am seeking the validation from him. I am telling him something bothered me and his reaction is anger. So now I feel like I have to walk on eggshells to protect him from being angry. Let me not bring this up. Let me not say this right now because I don't want to start a fight. I don't want him to be mad at me. I don't want him to think I nag too much. Do you hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Everything is what I want him to think about me. When I came to the realization that what he thinks about me is none of my business, I was liberated from the shackles of codependency. When I came to the realization that it doesn't matter what my clients think of me, it doesn't matter what my boss thinks of me, it doesn't matter what my friends, my mom, my coworkers. It doesn't matter what they think of me because it does not define me. I define me. But I said all that to say, 
I wrote that poem because me and him had had a huge argument. And I was trying to tell him that the things that he were doing was manipulation and trying to control the situation. And he did not want to hear it. He felt like I was reading him. I was doing therapy on him, that I was wrong, that I was judging him. And what happened was he had taken pictures of me and videos of me that I didn't consent to. And when I saw these pictures in his phone, I wasn't going through his phone or anything like that. Um, He was showing me some videos in his phone. And then I saw myself. And these videos and pictures of me were items that I never consented to taking and had no knowledge that they were even there. So I began to voice that I felt that crossed the boundary for me, that I didn't give him consent, which is a healthy thing to do. If you if something doesn't sit right with you, it's healthy for you to speak up for yourself and say how something bothers you. But I was dealing with an unhealthy person. Like the poem says, you know, love is not quick to anger. This man was quick to anger, but he told me he loved me. Love was not envious. But this man was very prideful, very boastful, though he could do no wrong. So when I did become, when I did start to tell him the things that he did that affected me and how they affected me, instead of having some humility, like I said I wanted in the poem, he began to be prideful and tell me that my expectations were too high, that I should be able to accept a person taking photos and pictures of me without my knowledge because we are in a relationship. So he told me that that means that he has the right to have photos of me in his phone without my consent. That is his, that was his justification for invading my privacy, a boundary that I had set. He was trying to explain to me that he had the right to do those things because when I got in a relationship with him, I consented to that. Now that, that even just false sense of control over my life and this access that he just stated he has to me, that could go so deep. That can go into the talk about consent for sex you know I know there was like this controversial thing going around where people were like can you really rape your wife yes no means no consent is consent regardless of what type of relationship you have with that person so him telling me he had the right to have these photos of me without my consent it felt very invasive and I tried to express to him that his statement was invasive. And, you know, he didn't like that. He felt that I was being judgmental, that everything he did was wrong, that I never say anything he does is right. So now we're deflecting from the actual conversation to this broader view of how I feel about him. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, this man is very insecure, you're right. He was very insecure because a healthy person would be able to say, you know what, you're right. I violated a boundary. I thought it was okay. You're expressing to me that it's not okay. I'm sorry, it won't happen again. 
a healthy person would be even empathetic to my pain, to the fact that they violated my boundary. Now, this person would not be shameful. They would not feel like they're a horrible person because, like I said in a poem, he is not his actions. Find every moment to learn and grow. So another thing that me and this guy had issues with is that anytime he did something wrong, it went from responsibility to blame. He didn't take responsibility, which is on a healthy end of the spectrum of I did something wrong. This is a mistake I made. I'm human. I understand how it impacted you. I see the error of my ways and I can look into myself, show some introspection and determine why I even thought this was okay, and then fix it. But an unhealthy person deflects, pushes blame on others, and then they generalize this one action to their being as a person. I messed up. I'm a horrible person. I made a mistake. I just, I just fuck up all the time. That is on the unhealthy end of this spectrum. And so so interesting I was just at the doctor's office and I thought about this situation I was like man I'm on my self-healing journey and I started thinking about everything that happened with this conversation with this guy and I was like I want someone who is the exact opposite of this I want a man who takes the opportunity for mistakes and sees it as growing I want a man who is trying I want a man who knows he's not perfect and uses every opportunity to grow, to evolve, to rediscover, to self-reflect. You take your mistakes or you take your experiences and you learn something from it. The guy I was dealing with did not have that capacity to learn. It wasn't there for him. It wasn't clicking for him. He even told me that he feels like when I asked him questions about why he did what he did, that he felt like I was talking to him like a therapist would a client. And I read that as you're intimidated by me. Because why do you generalize me just questioning you on your actions, something you should do already? You should already have these answers. You know, there's no reason you should just do things all willy-nilly and not even have cause or reason behind the things you do. Just as a healthy adult, you know, you should already, I shouldn't be asking you something that you don't already know the answer to. Why did you choose to take pictures without my consent? You can't admit that you're a peeping Tom. You can't admit that was malicious. You can't admit that you were trying to get away with something. That you wanted the pictures and you didn't think that I would say yes to them, so you did it anyway. If that's not something you can admit and be real with yourself, that was something that he had to work on. And this podcast, for me, is all about me looking into myself and asking myself, why did I do what I did? And then I had an encounter with someone who was not doing the work, was not questioning themselves, was not learning about themselves at every opportunity. And he even became violent. He was yelling in my face, screaming in my face, slamming my car door. 
it was a scary situation. So things that I can take away from that situation is what I don't want in a man. What I learned is that I need to trust myself because I saw those red flags and I decided to give him chance after chance. So I learned that I have to work on a relationship with myself and that when I make a commitment to myself, I need to fulfill it. When something doesn't sit right with me, I need to honor it. When someone has crossed my boundaries, I need to speak up for myself. You know, these are all of the lessons I learned from dealing with this person. And we only dated for a month. A month. That was it. And I learned so much. And as I'm on this singleness journey and this self-healing journey, I'm learning that data, that relationships is data collection. So I just challenge you to think about your relationships with your friends, your family, your your significant others, the people you're dating, as data collection. Look at how you treat people. Look at how people treat you. Look at how you respond to that treatment. And ask yourself, what does this say about me? What does it say about the relationship I have with myself? But I'm going to leave it right there. I thank y'all for listening to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast, and I will see y'all later. Bye.